So, hello, Jessica. Hello to you. I see that you brought some canned oxygen to the table. Was that you were going to do like an air for free? I was going to do a bit. bit. Well, you're saying this like I didn't just do a bit that didn't work, wasn't was funny, was pointless and ever. stupid. And we just cut it out. <laughs> I have no uh, opening idea for this week. So we're just going to chat it up. How's it going? It's going. It's going. It's, it's going, going forward <laughs> in some capacity at all times. We're doing forward motion. Not this week. We've done it already. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like I could just resign to stay on the couch and not try to podcast. That's not even a... I'm not trying to like cut to the song now. That's not good. Oh, I'm just saying... <laughs> Yeah, it's been a rough time, but rough going, but we're here this week, and we're talking about the song, Air for Free. I thought Beauregard was going to show up. (sighs) Jessica said, oh, you could do, you could have Beauregard stop by. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I could, but he's not here. I can do an impression of him, though. (laughs) I thought he would would come around and be like... Oh, get some air because it's free and I like free things for air. Oh, oh who's there at the door? Oh, no. oh, come on in. Oh, are you the the Bo, the guy Bo that I've been hearing about? Yeah, that's me. How you doing? Oh, that's right, Danny. You never, never get to meet him. the I've special guest. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice to meet you too, I guess. Oh, so how's it going, everybody? How's it going, Jessica? Your name's Jessica, right? Or is it Jennifer? I'm sorry, it's Jennifer. It's going good, Bo. How are you going? Are you mocking me with that voice? What? No. I would Jessica, never. Jessica, that's really rude of you to mock I'm him really with I'm really sorry. Voice. We can't do anything when there's nothing to do. Can't find the energy to put on my shoe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. Longest worst intro ever. You're too self. What if someone? What if to someone that was our best intro ever? And I'm you're just sure it is. Deprecating it for no good reason. Right. Someone out there loved that opening bit, and they're like, "That was the greatest Oof. opening to a podcast ever." And then Oof. we show back up after the song clip, and you're like, "That was the worst ever." Well, now it's like you're you're challenging that person who loved it not to love it. I'm sorry. You're you're correct. How good is this coffee, though? Can we just stop for a minute? Oh, yeah. Jessica brewed some coffee before we recorded. It's the the Oakland Roasters. It's not the Green Day specific one. It's right. the other one that we got. It's all technically roast. Green Day so coffee because Green Day owns the company. Right. But Oakland Coffee Roasters is amazing. I recommend it so to anybody. Good. The one that has the little unicorn from the last Green Day album on it. It's the best thing released with that little unicorn by a long <laughs> shot because it is the best coffee you I, I like you oh, think celebrity so products like uh, whatever no it's actually legitimately the best coffee like we've had David Lynch coffee and I've got MXPX coffee over there and I'm sure we've had other celebrity coffees before and I know David Lynch's coffee he's actually involved in the MXPX coffee I think is just like some coffee that they got a It tastes like diner coffee on. Yeah it tastes like Denny's coffee or IHOP coffee, which is good when that's what you want. But anyway, the David Lynch coffee is actually involved. The Green Day coffee, they're actually involved, and they've done an excellent job. So check out Oakland Co- Coffee Roasters. Not a sponsor of this episode. You could be if you wanted to be, though. 
hit us up. <laughs> 40295 Sadie. I don't actually know if that's the area code. Just, it is. Okay, it is. good. <laughs> so. Now that we do the commercial thing and we don't do the, the like, live read. You it, haven't said okay, it out loud yeah, in forever. Yeah, Do you have top of the show business? Because you've got your oh, phone already Oh, no, there. I just had my notes all set. I've, have... had, I've had two and a half cups of this coffee <laughs> so far. And I have a green tea sat in front of me and a glass of water. So I just have my three beverages and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, that's great. Well, we do have voicemails. Of so course he, we do. Here's a first time. Here's a long time first time. Nice. Hi, it's Reliable Josh. I just have to call in um, in regards to the Toyota Corolla slander on the last episode. Um, it is currently, I'm driving, it's raining really hard, and this is definitely illegal, but I don't care. Um, first of all, the Toyota Corolla is the number one vehicle in America for like three years running. I am currently sitting in my 2020 Toyota Corolla with my windshield wipers at full speed, and it is perfectly serviceable. So I don't know what kind of Toyota Corolla y'all had when you were driving through a literal hurricane. But please do not let it influence your opinion of all Toyota Corollas. And yes, I am calling the show for the first time ever to talk about Toyota Corollas instead of, you know, the band that we both have podcasts about. But I just felt like I had to defend my Toyota Corolla. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. He sounded so pissed off. At the, I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Okay, but were you driving through a hurricane? No. And it's funny where he's like, this is probably illegal for me to be driving in the rain right now, in this rain. But it was definitely... I thought he meant being on the phone. Oh, being on the phone. Yeah. Because there is like some laws somewhere, depending on storm conditions, you're not supposed to be on the road. And I actually, that crossed my mind when we were driving through a literal hurricane. Uh, no, I'm from Florida. You can ago. you can be on the road in a hurricane. Right. But I will say, okay, so we were in that rented ca- uh, Corolla a couple weeks back. We talked about this on driving from between Florida and Savannah, and the windshield wipers would not go fast enough for the hurricane. They were just like they went fast, but they just weren't fast enough for the hurricane. Yeah. And I've been in cars where the windshield wipers go and these windshield wipers are going which is fast, but it's not fast enough for a hurricane. And I'm sorry that we offended you, Josh. However, Jessica, what car did I drive when you met me? The Scamobile was, in fact, an old-ass Toyota Corolla. It was a 1994 green Toyota Corolla. I had that car for a very long time. Not as long as I had my previous car, the car after that, the Caliber. The, I don't remember, Dodge Caliber. Yeah. (laughs) But I had this, like minty green not minty green that's it's it a was a, it was a green. dark green it was a dark mint green it was a winter green 1994 <laughs> that's actually Toyota yeah, pretty accurate description yeah. Min- winter green my yeah. license plate said ma ska from massachusetts ska i had like a line case sticker i had a reggie in the full effect sticker these he are had ska punk bands. and ska stickers, punk and ska stickers. all I real over the back of it and it was a it was a uh, Toyota Corolla. So. Yeah. So Danny's earned the right to some co- Corolla slander. And the, yeah, I, I have. And the funny thing about that is everything, but the everything but the mechanics on that car fell apart. Like everything inside <laughs> is it a cabin and a sedan? Everything inside the car, inside the cabin or whatever, fell apart. Long. The, the engine was still running perfectly when I sold it, but like. Pieces underneath were falling off. Like, he had it duct taped along the bottom. I had it duct taped along the bottom. There was like a, 
a hard plastic rubber underside that I guess like kept dirt and road dust from coming up into the engine. At one point that like half broke off and would drag under the car. I taped it on for a while. The tape would keep peeling off in the Florida sun because we lived in Florida eventually when I got rid of that car. So then one day I took a pair of kitchen scissors and I went and I just (laughs) cut it off. I cut this like hard plastic i'm like whatever his dad got him a new car for college graduation that's right and that was the <laughs> and Dodge he drove driver. he drove that corolla into the ground though like i drove the ca- i drove that. both cars you into drove the ground. you drive all your cars into the ground i didn't dr- my first car was a honda accord in 85 or 84 omg um two-door kind of a gold color my parents bought it like off the side of a road you know where someone had set it up with a for sale sign sure and I only had that for like maybe two or three years. And then I sold that to my cousin and I got the Corolla. And I had the Corolla from like, let's say 2002, three-ish until we graduated in 2007. So I had that for about five, six years. And then I had the Dodge Caliber for well over 10 years. And I drove that into the ground because yeah. the electron, the electrics, not the electronics, but the electrics, like the headlights and the blinker. And like weird fading inside the car, would like it was starting to feel like this car is gonna light on fire one day. Yeah, the electric was super messed up in that car, and that was I was so surprised because that was your first brand new car. Right. I Whereas drove- I was on the opposite side of that, right. where it was like you had the like the like your parents were like, oh yeah, there's a car for sale on the side of the road. Let's we'll get you that one, and you'll learn to be responsible. And my parents were like, we want you safe. We're getting you a brand new like top of the line car so that you're safe. Yeah, that Dodge Caliber, I had it in single digit. I had it in double digits of uh, of the odometer. I remember driving past a Denny's in Winter Park, Florida, and like looking at my odometer, and it was like fifty miles. And I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> little did I know I would take that car to like, what was it? I don't even remember what it ended at, like three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. It was a lot. That car's been all over the country too. Yeah, um, that's the car I used for all of our moves. Between, if you listen, go to patreon.com slash Shady Hawkins pod, listen to the episode about our dog April, which became not just about our dog April, but about the history of us moving all around the country every year until we settled here in California. And every one of those moves, that Dodge Caliber was with us. You know what else didn't work well in that, in the, uh, in not in your, in your Corolla, but in your Caliber, you and the, the C names for cars, the air. The Freon, the air for Freon didn't work perfectly in that car. I was trying to to, to bring it back around. Thank it didn't you. work, but yeah. you can make up your own pun <laughs> and connection in your in your brains. Yeah, it took a lot of work and a lot of money to get the air conditioner keep to keep the air conditioner working in that car until I finally got rid of it. So here we have another so these are more recent voicemails. And by the way, we still have like a dozens of a couple do, like dozens of voicemail like a dozen or so 15 18 something like that wow if we've never played a voicemail that you've sent us like i keep them in the google voice I, i've never mentioned this but if you send us a voicemail and i've never played it like daniel sends has sent a bunch and lindy has sent a bunch because those are our two people who like call up the most when they just have a thought while they're okay. listening to an episode and if i've never played your voicemail it's still in the queue and we will hopefully get to it someday because i have the OCD we really do of need wanting to do to just play like a voicemail yeah. episode, yeah. I want to play them all because everyone took the time to call up, but it just hasn't. We haven't gotten around to them all. But here's another voicemail that goes back to I think two episodes back. Oh, hello, Danny and Jess. It's David from Jimmy Eat Pod. Uh, three things. 
One, uh, I'm sure you had great sushi in Florida. That makes sense. There is water nearby. However, you and we live not three miles from each other, so we now are going on a date to Sugarfish in Studio City. I will send you all kinds of video content and things, but... So I'm confused here. Is is David Park asking me out on a date? Or is he asking you out on a date? Or is he asking us out on a date? Either is it a double date with his wife? Or is it a double date with Justin, his his podcast host? Is it going to be a Jimmy World, Sadie Hawkins pod double date and David's wife's going to be left out? I don't know, but I'm excited I need more to details. find out. <laughs> also, we... Uh, uh, we have heard that the best sushi ever is in the valley, according right. to we are the your fantastic friends. Zac Efron EDM movie. <laughs> oh man, that movie is so good in the in the in the in ironic ways. We saw it when Doug Benson every month or two at the silent movie theater. The aforementioned on this podcast problematic Me Too. Uh, movement involved movie theater, the silent movie theater, Cine Family. Before all that came out, Doug Benson, and Doug so Benson wasn't friendly. involved, right? <laughs> Doug Benson wasn't involved in any of the Me Too stuff that happened in that theater, but he would do the Benson movie interruption, and it was basically a live mystery science theater thing where he'd get his comedian friends, and we went to see We Are Your Friends, the Zac Efron EDM movie. Terrible title. Terrible title. I know Paul F. Tompkins was one of the panelists, maybe Kumail Mangiani, but like, I I, I could be making that up. I know he did them, but I'm like, who who else was there? I don't remember who else was there, but yeah. it was amazing. Because we've been to a few of them, so I can't remember who was at that specific one except for Paul F. Tompkins. Right. And, uh, yeah, the the, the, the funniest, the, 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 there's a running theme in that movie that the best sushi is in the valley because like they're valley boys the whole movie is about valley they're like valley boys it's like a real it's a real current generations karate kid sort of sort of movie because they're like valley boys and they're they're happily valley boys and then they dip over the hill to to hollywood to try to get you know because it's it's like entourage like zach afron is an edm guy and his whole crew basically just supports his career and like helps him with his gigs and stuff so they go into hollywood a couple times in the movie to for work on his career and go to parties and stuff and they'll They're go to these like hollywood parties promoters yeah. or something right like i guess they got to help promote other clubs which maybe this is true of like djing and edm music that like they help clubs with promotion and that gets them in the door to get zach efron set times or right. something Good movie in the worst ways possible. Yeah. Definitely check it out. I don't want to spoil. There's a third act thing that happens <laughs> that I called, but I didn't lean over to Jessica and say it. Like the last thing you kind of expect to happen in the in this type of movie, but I saw it coming and I should have yeah. leaned over and I should have said, this is going to happen because then it did happen. Yeah. And I was like, I called it. Hilarious. So anyway, uh, David has in more that, voicemail. But anyways, in that, they, in the like, there's this like voiceover in the beginning where he's like, I live in the place with the best sushi in the world, the valley. And right. we're like, oh, is that a thing? Like- <laughs> but then they mention it in dialogue a little, yeah. a little later. Oh, and uh, Emily Ratajkowski, right? That model from the Blurred Lines music video. This is This was like one of her big acting roles. And her character in the end kind of gives up on the whole like, electric circus edm crowd and she goes and gets a job at a cafe and the cafe right. is romancing the bean in burbank 
And, like, no one, none of the panelists had heard of that. They'd never been to it in Burbank before, so they all laughed about the name Romancing the Bean. And Jessica and I turned to each other. It's like, we got to check that coffee place yeah. out. And we go there all the time now. They have amazing cakes there at Romancing the Bean. So we'll go get sushi. If in Burbank, California, visit Romancing the we'll Bean. We'll get amazing Valley sushi with David, and then we can go get amazing Valley cake. The coffee's good, too. Not as good as Oakland Roasters, but good. They also do this thing where they have coffee ice cubes so that you're not watering down the coffee. Like, it's made of coffee. Mm -hmm. That is the sushi to go to in L.A. It's now a chain. However, it's done sustainably in in such a way that it pays homage to the original sushi place that it took its technique from. Sushi Nozawa, which is was formerly in the Sugarfish Studio City location, so uh, staying as uh, true to form as possible, we will go there on a date. I just need to figure out a babysitter situation. Anyway, second, uh, pumpkin spice is incredible. Anything pumpkin spice, I will try. Uh, thank you, Jess, for remembering. <laughs> All things fall, I love. I don't even remember how it came up on the show, but I remember just bringing my name up when Pumpkin Spice came up, so yes. And lastly, yes, the Osborne Christmas lights. I loved just hearing Danny talk around the Osborne, Florida <laughs> Christmas lights. Um, but just had way more information than I ever had. I saw the show once in 2012. I was glad I got to see it before it was done. Guess to make way for Galaxy's Edge. Um, and that's about all I have. Uh, but yeah, Osborne Family Christmas lights. Were very very cool, and I absolutely forgot that that was where I knew that Reliant K song from. So anyway, that's all I have. Okay, bye. So yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, what was the second thing you said? Oh, the pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice. I, used I got to, you. I used to love pumpkin spice, but I have like food. It's the same thing I have with music and movies, where I have like certain obsessions for a short time, for a couple years or months, and then I move on to something else. So I was obsessed with Pumpkin Spice for a while, but I moved on to other things from there. Like I had a Stephen King period in my life, and I've had uh, I had a Reliant K period in my life, which is still around, but then I have a They Might Be Giants period. I have periods where I'm obsessed with sure. something, and then I just it just it just rolls back to just something I like. Uh, let's try to knock out a few more voicemails. So many going back. Let's see who else called us recently. Okay, here's some from Daniel. What's up, guys? It's Daniel. Danny, sorry about your foot, man. That sucks. Um, and also glad to hear that just because, yeah, they're doing better. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, so... No one had anything to say about my foot damage except for Daniel here. <laughs> my toe damage. My toe is doing really, really well. And one, when I was listening to it in the edit, talking about what happened to my toe, the, uh, there's lots of details I left out. The only detail that I felt like I should have mentioned because people probably had you know, people probably had a hard time imagining this. But when the the piano rolled over my toe and my toe didn't have enough space underneath, I was wearing fabric top running shoes like what like machine washable running shoes the kind of running shoes that if like like there's no water protection they're very very soft on the top they're basically socks with rubber soles right so that's why it was able to roll over the shoe push my toenail back within the sock and the shoe 
That's the only part. Well, I I'm done with my beverages now. <laughs> I was just listening to the episode, and I'm like, people might have thought I was wearing like flip-flops or something. But no, what happened was I was wearing shoes and socks with really soft tops. Did the damage it did inside. I knew something was wrong immediately, and I threw my shoe off, and I pulled my sock off, saw what happened, and I basically like sat on the ground and was like, Oh boy. Oh boy. And we forgot to mention that at this moment, since Jessica had been filming this church event, she's like done filming. So she's like, oh, now I can go to the bathroom. I've been holding it for, you know, you were, you were professional mm-hmm. and you stayed in the scene when you, when everything needed to be filmed. So you're like, oh, I can finally go to the bathroom. Jessica goes to the bathroom. This happens to me. I'm on the floor. There's a small pool of blood and Jessica comes out of the bathroom. And she's like, what happened while I was gone? And the thing is, because the pain wasn't overwhelming, it was intense but not overwhelming, I thought that. I'm like, Jessica's going to come back out from the bathroom to find this happened. I was more annoyed with him. I walked out and I was like, what did you do? I went to the bathroom for like two and a half minutes and I come back out and you're on the floor. So let's hear more of Daniel's voicemail. I heard muffled cursing from inside the bathroom, and I honestly went, oh, I hope that's I not I was trying Danny. not to swear because it was church, but, like, it was incredibly painful. And I don't. no one blamed me for swearing either. So on the lyrics thing, I'm, like, 99% positive it's one left turn, assembled to be one left turn. I mean, to me, that's the only thing that makes sense. You, you make it, I mean, because that's what racetracks, are like in NASCAR and stuff, it's all one left turn. Um, so I don't know how it could be anything else. Um, and uh, obviously, I'm talking about uh, Penny Loafer. Um, when I saw them in 2004 the first time, um, it was within a couple days of that Cornerstone one. I've probably mentioned this before, but they ended their main set with a Penny Loafer save, um, and then their encore was I Am Understood. Um, and the concert had gone on way later than I thought it was going to. And we we had, we were, it was at Six Flags in Texas, and me and a couple friends were supposed to meet back up with our youth group um, at a certain time. But it was like my first big show ever, and I was not going to miss Relent K. So we didn't leave to find the rest of the group until the encore. And so we were walking out of there as I am understood was playing. Um, so it's kind of a bummer, but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, gonna hang up for a second because it's my turn to order at Taco Bell. That's, that's, (laughs) that's funny. That story that he just said at the end reminds me of when I would go to Soul Fest. The first one or two times I went, I went with a youth group that I went to. And the last time I went with the youth group, I'm like, I'm never coming with this youth group again. Because they had all of these rules about, which one is understandable, but one was like, you have to have a partner. You have to mm-hmm. have a, like a buddy, buddy at yeah. all times. And that's fine. But then like, you would, you you know, your buddy wouldn't want to see what you wanted to see. Uh, and so I missed the first, the first time I ever got, would have gotten to see Fire and Frenzy. I missed half the show. Oh, man. And it was because of Jeff, who later was my best man. <laughs> but Jeff didn't care about Five Iron Frenzy. I don't even remember what we were seeing that was overlapping. But then uh, they had times that you had to be at certain worship sets and stuff. Like you had to go to certain oh. like speech, uh, 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 not speeches, um, speakers, sure, and stuff uh, that they were like mandatory. And I'm like one of them. 
caused it another fire another five iron frenzy thing five iron frenzy was playing at the indoor the one indoor stage at soul fest the biggest indoor stage the same place that i did see them a year or so later with Reliant K for that karaoke story I've told before. Same indoor venue at Soulfest, but I missed this first time because I needed to be at some speaker. And I was like, screw this. I'm never coming with a youth group again. And I never did. I always booked it myself. I found a friend who we went up together and we would do whatever we wanted. So yeah, it kind of stinks going to things like this when you actually really care about a bunch of the stuff happening. Yeah. And it feels vital and you want to see these bands, but they want you to go see speakers and stuff. It's like, I go to church every Sunday. This is my church. <laughs> yeah. This only happens now. Yeah. <laughs> these bands only are here together for one weekend oh, now. Man. So um, thanks for the voicemails. And like I said, we still have a whole bunch more voicemails and we will someday get to them all, even if... <laughs> We have two here from April. <laughs> My youth group never went to to music festivals or anything. We just went to like do laser tag and paintball and violent activities. <laughs> Preparing you for war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So now we can get into the song Air for Free. And uh, this is a very, the first part of this song is very much my mood nowadays, right? So we can't do anything if there's nothing to do and sitting on the couch. And that's how I feel all the time. Like, I've talked about it for the last couple of weeks, but I'm like in an incredible depression. The kind of, I've always been, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a happy go lucky guy. I've always had like, um, anger issues and I've always had incredible social anxiety to a unsurmountable degree like I'm not like just the happiest guy but I've always been a roll off the back sort of guy I've always been someone that people talk about is very quiet and calm and stuff seemingly right but so now I'm like actually like genuinely depressed <laughs> for the first time in my life and like I feel bad saying this but it's almost because so many people had horrible times in 2020 Horrible things have happened. People have people lost people. So many deaths that were completely avoidable, right? And it was awful for everyone. It was worse for other people than me. And sometimes, and maybe I have a little survivor's guilt from that, considering you know we kept our job and we never caught COVID. Up, you know, we've never caught COVID that we know of, and everything. But like 2020 was like, I it was such a better time for me than 2021 <laughs> well things also build up and, and when i laugh it's that, because like, i feel uncomfortable yeah you know things build up because you're you're so isolated during that time until mm-hmm. it finally just like and then you know trying to sort of integrate back into the real world it's like ah, i don't even know what to do with myself or with anything anymore and you know especially here in california rules keep going back and forth and we're kind of like oh what's happening and you know you go like we just went and visited other parts of the country right. and in other parts of the country things seem like very there's no COVID. normal like, like there's, there's no, no covid, COVID. everything seems relatively normal you sort of get lulled into a false sense of security and then you come back to california right. where things are very much so on high alert we still have relatively strict guidelines in place so so this song is actually i will say like i this song is perfect for me right now and i actually spoiler warning love this song more than i did before we i'm, I'm like i'm telling you the end of the podcast now i love this song now 
This is honestly one of my favorite Reliant K songs. I never gave it much time of the day before, but I, I, spending so much time with it, I was like, this details so much of my mood. The I this is a perfect headphone song, and not just ear pods, but like like over the ear he- headphones. Like put mm-hmm. if you have over the ear headphones, listen to this song. If you only use Spotify, go into the settings and make sure quality is set to extremely high. Like, don't let the streaming lower, you know, and lose digital uh, audio information. Like, go buy this on iTunes or whatever the the highest quality things are. I have a title subscription right now. It's way too expensive, uh, so we're not going to keep it. But, like, it sounds amazing. Like, title the Jay-Z-owned streaming service that supposedly like it's it's like better revenue for artists and it legitimately sounds better that's their claim is that their audio quality is better and it's true it's undeniably better than spotify i listen to it on there and if you have the cd listen to the cd this song is amazing and i love it and i'm a some of the sorry i have so much to say about this song this week some of the back half of the song i get a little resentful towards because the message message of the song is clearly like if you're sad, get out and do something or get together and go out. But like in the 2020 context of this song, like you couldn't go out and do stuff. Right. And it's kind of funny because the first half of the song does have this odd pandemic, uh, coincidental theme of like, we can't do anything. We can't do anything if there's nothing to do sitting on the couch. And when he says novel idea, nothing to worry about, I always think like novel virus. Yeah. <laughs> so much to worry about. So I get a little, so it's like, so you and me get out, we do stuff, but my depression doesn't go away. So like the, the like the, the Reliant K thing of like, get out, get your air for free, go outside and climb on rocks like Matt and Matt, like, and you'll feel better. It's like, well, I feel better at that moment, but it, it's not a cure for, my it doesn't carry depression. it doesn't carry over right so until reading over the lyrics online i could not suss out the it's our oyster it's our oyster part after hang a map on the wall circle it all oh really i could, I figure could that part not out. i could not hear it's our oyster well someone had to because the lyrics aren't officially published yeah so these are just these are just uh sussed out lyrics from somebody well, I figured it could be from either like a live performance or from the Happy Earth Day right. video live stream or I've, something where, you know, you can probably get it a little more when there's there aren't like those subtle effects on the vocals and that sort of thing. Right. Somehow I, I figured out what he was saying, whether it was the first time I heard it or, or later. I'm not sure. But I figured he said, hang a map on the wall, circle it all. It's our oyster. So at that moment, he's saying it's time to get out. Let's go anywhere. We have the whole map to go to the world is our oyster the world is our oyster um so i'm not a huge fan of the keyboards or the extra little generated sounds it it almost parts of the song almost sound like a lakeisha kruger song like (laughs) the bed music r.i.p lakeisha kruger (laughs) um i also don't love the effects on the vocals but i do love the live version of this song and of course the happy earth day version i like the more stripped down organic version of this song a lot i like every version of this song i like the album version i like the live album version i like the earth day version and i liked all the covers even though some of the covers struggled like there's something about the melody of this song that is so simple 
that no matter what instruments people used for the cover, it always felt sweet, even if timing was... Well, we had to cover some of them, the timing is off, or the instruments are slightly out of tune. Some of them are electronic, some of them are more organic instruments, but they all just sound sweet, because it's like sometimes there's a song that's just so perfect for melody that it's impossible to do a flat-out bad cover. Like, even if your cover isn't well-constructed, it's still you still feel the emotion of the original song. And now I think that with Air for Free, which I did not think before we did this up, ep- before we prepared this episode. Like I did, like I was saying, I never gave this song the time of day. And now it's honestly one of my favorite Reliant K songs. I think this song is due more from the fandom. There are obviously a lot of fans who have covered it and there's one fan video. But like, more than Sleepin', which is like the cousin of savannah savannah is like probably savannah has this special place on forget not slow down like savannah has a huge fan following it's maybe a lot of people would consider it artistically like the height one of the heights of the album especially when you watch the markley townsend video where he talks about how, when you see all of those pro tools timelines for all the instruments involved this to me is more like the savannah of air for free than sleeping because there is so much going on there's so much there's it's a mix of electronic elements and organic elements so this is like the better concept of like taking that like deeply dense and slow you know downbeat and melodic and a little wistful concept of savannah and bringing it into a 2016 version that has more electronic elements yeah for sure uh, this song immediately makes me think of Danny when I hear it, because sure, this could be about a partner or a friend or even if you really want to stretch God, but it does sound more like a song about a significant other. And when I hear the lyrics, if I sink to the darkest depths, will you be there for me to hold my hand while I hold my breath? That imagery to me invokes wanting my person and Danny's my person. So I always feel like I'm singing this to him when I listen to this song. That's nice. Yeah, I do think, actually think of you as well. That's why, like, sometimes, when I was talking about, like, sometimes I get a little resentful at the back half of this song, at the idea that, like, if you just get out, you'll be happier. I don't get fully resentful. Like, I might get with some other songs where I don't agree with the with the concept. Because I do think of you other times. I do think of us saying, like, we ha- what can we do when, when, we, when we can do anything? We can do anything, so what can we do? Jessica and I have that feeling all the time, like... We've got the whole day clear to just spend with each other. What do we do? And sometimes we pick something cool to do, and sometimes we just stay home. Sometimes we go to the video store, which there's the one video store left in Los Angeles. Sometimes we go record shopping. Sometimes we go for a hike. Sometimes we go to the beach. And it's always wonderful. So that's another reason why I really love this song now. I'm very emotional right now. I'm a tender, open nerve. (laughs) And this song (laughs) is bringing bringing it out of me. You know that meme where it's like this like cartoon where it's a glob, it's like a pink glob and it's inside a box and then the box opens and the glob like slowly walks out and then someone punches it and then it's back inside the box and the box is even thicker than ever and it says never again. I feel like that a bunch of times, although this song feels like the box opening and I'm like, are there any big fists out there to punch me, the pink glob? This song, it's like... 
if you get irritated by the like, you know what, sometimes you can't just go out and feel better relying K. Like sometimes you can't <laughs> just do that. If you feel that way, uh, go listen to, and I've talked about it before, The Song Born to Die by Lana Del Rey, because that song to me is very much like a, it's okay to not feel okay and to not know why. Like the road is long, you know, life gets tough. Love right. is not enough, and, you know, we don't know why. So just try to, you know, your best to keep laughing, keep, you know, keep on keeping on. So I ha- I did, because this is the title track, in doing YouTube deep dives, I found a bunch of YouTube reviews of the album when it came out, just like we did for the song Collapsible Long, and we did a whole Patreon episode about all of those, you know, week one Collapsible, wrong, collapsible Lung YouTube reviews. Not as many this time for us to do that necessarily on Patreon for the Air for Free album. But everyone's reaction to this song was pretty good. Like, people were like, this is good. This is a good song. Like, mm-hmm. there was one guy who didn't like it at all. And I was like, at that moment, I'm like, this guy. <laughs> but there was one person who did say, and I don't disagree with them, that it sounded like an Apple commercial a little bit. And yeah. it does have that quality. This does, to me, sound like a car commercial song. Except like, it's too slow. It's too slow. Like, if you took the the stems of this song, took out the vocals, maybe, and sped it up a little bit, it would be a car commercial song. Like, not one of those car commercials with a story or something, but just like a simple, uh, you know, footage of someone driving down an open road with beautiful shots of the car driving through it's the a electronic road. part to this where it has yeah. that sort of very like we're in some form of a commercial or maybe a hallmark movie or something right. like that kind of a a it's like, the programming it's, yeah. it's the tone of some of those bleeps and bloops have that very like uh, uh, car european car commercial like mm-hmm. you know not the goofy like i say not the goofy car commercials but the real like um dignified luxury car commercials with like just kind of an electronic poppy song but i do think that like as i was hinting at with the savannah thing that this is the savannah of this album more than sleeping um because the tone is very similar right the 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 musical tone is very similar the beat the the emotion like the actual theme and the feeling is different though because savannah is kind of like a torch song it's a sad song it's about loss whereas this is the this is the real flip side to me this song is about like that sort of wistful like it's a this is like a vacation song as well that's the thing is like these are both vacation songs like that slow take it easy feeling but with savannah it's like i wish someone was here with me and with air for free it is someone is here with me i'm here with someone to do whatever i like so more than sleeping i mean sleeping sleeping like literally borrows melodies from savannah so so, so sleeping and when we talked about it and other people have talked about it feels like the the happy sequel the happy epilogue to savannah but i think this song really is that to savannah because it's the same emotional beat flip side more so and with all this dense stuff with electronics, I, I can understand how someone might hear the electronic elements of this song and get a little uh, resistant to it, especially following Collapsible Long and all the poppy electronic elements on that. 
and they think like, oh, here's Reliant K doing more poppy electronic elements, just trying to be uh, radio friendly or just trying to do hip new stuff. But like, I feel like this is a more organic, a much more, ironically, a much more organic evolution of that idea like adding this programming on top of what are organic elements like there's a real guitar in there there's a very haunting real piano in there and then you add these electronic elements on top there's these doubled vocals the vocals don't the vocals are a little processed but not so processed like empty house you know mm-hmm. um and then the vocals are doubled up at different times there's multiple tesons at the same time just like there were for bummin and nobody looks at bummin every people listen to bummin and they're like oh this is reliant k back again finally old reliant k is back again well here you have elements of bummin in this song which some people might say oh this is this is new reliant k trying to trying to pull the fat trying to pull a fast one on us and be hip again and like this is reliant k trying to be hip but to me succeeding this is Reliant K trying to be modern and succeeding it and it's just stripped down it's such a sweet classic Reliant K melody especially like I said when we get into the covers and you hear people just on non-electronic instruments just singing this song like this is a like this is a great campfire song this is a great just like sing it with nothing or no the song's not even playing and you just sing it kind of song this is a proper musical and lyrical evolution of reliant k as a band right like empty house which a lot of people don't like and jessica doesn't like like that feels the most collapsible lung thing on this album and I've said it a million times, though, Air for Free, to me, feels like what Collapsible Long could have, should have been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Air Absolutely. for Free, it's like, this is the evolution of you take Forget and Not Slow Down, and you modernize it, you make it a little bit more popular, you try to include more people who aren't interested in just pure rock music. And this is the successful version of it. And to me, Air for Free, now having really listened to it closely... And the lyrics, you know, having struck in such having struck such a specific chord with me definitely opened me to hearing this. But to me, Air for Free is the centerpiece now. It's the title track. It totally makes sense that this would be the title track to me because this feels like the heart of the album. This feels like the heart of what New, New Reliant K could be and could have been back in 2013. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, if you look at the band's trajectory, which is what I've tried to say before, where it did why I feel collapsible Belong feels like such a disconnect, mm-hmm. and why I'm sure other fans feel like it's such a disconnect, is because this feels like, you know, they're always sort of after those first three albums, they go and move towards what is popular of the time, integrating their own sound right. with what is popular of the time, and not just going completely with what is popular of the time, which was what Collapsible Lung was. It's mixing their own, you know, sort of sense as a band into what is popular. And that's what they did with Air for Free. It's like, you also kind of have to look at Forget and Not Slow Down as sort of also a slight departure from that because that was just absolutely its own thing. It is very artistic. It's their subjectively best album and so, you know, it's just it's kind of its own its own thing that is kind of set up on a pedestal right. and doesn't sound like anything else necessarily of that time. April. <laughs> She's April agreeing. Agree- She's yeah, hyping she me up. You. you know, we pull in a flavor flav. You just put a thought in my mind. Just talk about Reliant K's career overall. And we've talked about everything you just talked about. But now I'm 
I just got a context in my mind that I haven't specifically voiced before. That, yeah, with mm-hmm and five score, like you just said, it's Reliant K sort of like not saying, oh, let's be popular and let's do what's popular for the radio, but like stretching out and being like, we can do something that more people will like. Exactly. We can do something that we know will find a wider audience. There's a difference between sell quote unquote selling out which bar- the quote the concept of selling out barely exists anymore but like the quote unquote selling out and being like let's just do what's popular there's a difference between that and saying let's do something that will open our audience there's a very clear line there some the line can get grayer the closer you get but it, it, it's clearly there and so keeping all that in mind now i'm thinking about it and i'm like well especially with the first album and the second album they were more influenced by what they listened to in their bedrooms, right? Yeah. Or what they went to concerts at. If, when they, they were fans of pop rock and rock and pop punk music going into the first album, right? They were writing these songs at home, playing them at church, playing them at other churches as they grew as a youth group touring band. So they're kind of built in this specific bubble influenced by the CDs they own. Then... They start to tour, and when there's tour, when they're starting to tour early, they're just playing with other CCM rock bands. Early Switchfoot, opening for the Supertones, opening for Five Iron Frenzy, and then they start to do Warp Tour with the third album, and that I think probably influences mm-hmm, because now they're like, yeah, we can be, we're, we're around all of these other bands that are bands for the sake of being bands. We started our career in the ministry world of where you're a band for the purpose of going to churches. Like that's how they did most of their early tours, like going to churches, going to youth groups, like giving youth group kids around the country, something special to do one night. And now they're like touring with other bands on warp tour and, and bigger tours with like Paramore and other bands like that. And now they're influenced because they're surrounded by all of these other bands. Exactly. They're there. And yeah, that's what I mean by like being more influenced by and sort of reaching out to what is more popular is because that is what they are consuming. Right. So they are consuming what is. And they become more, a part of that. Yeah, they're part exactly. of that world now. They're part of the recording industry world. They're part of the actual pop punk world now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about this song? Because I read through all my notes, all my... uh... (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm ready to take a break and then get into the deep dive. Cool. We want to thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. From there, you can interact with us as well as view the videos and images we talk about on the show. You can also call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. That's 402-957-2343. Leave us a message and we can play it on a future episode. Also, we invite you to check out SadieHawkinsPod.com, one simple place to get links to all our social media and a link to our Tee Public store. There you can pick up merchandise, or merch as it's known in the industry. We have our Black Flag parody shirt, our little sheet boy ice cream shirt, and our all new Boys from Canton ampersand shirts that list the first names of every album lineup of Reliant K. And if you can't get enough of us, well, good news. At patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, we are releasing at least two bonus episodes a month. You'll also have access to our whole backlog, including our discussion of Owl City's Ocean Eyes, reading through the complex infrastructure book, and the songs from K is for Karaoke. Finally, we want to thank our current patrons, who include Daniel, 
Josh, JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. We hope to see you there. And even if we don't, we hope that you will keep us in positive regard. So you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also I've had guests such as John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of the Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News, or This Might Be a Podcast, on any podcast platform and you will find us. This Might Be a Podcast, brought to you by punknews.org. And we're back. We took an actual break. We did. We, did. <laughs> we had lunch and everything. We yep, didn't just watch The Simpsons. We, we watched two episodes of The Simpsons. It's not like normal where we say, "We'll to be right back," and then we're actually immediately recording. So this week, I think we've touched on this before, but I came across the both the album photographers blog and the album designers right. blog for this. So I was just going to read. Oh, back I don't think those. I realized they were two separate ones. I def- I must have seen both, but I don't. Maybe I always thought they were just the same blog. So here's Brinson McGowan Design, who did the album design. One time I got an email I thought was a joke. Next thing I knew, I was helping design the upcoming album of one of my lifelong favorite bands. Guess who? Hint, not T-Swift. But enough about how the universe has, (laughs) has a strange way of making your wildest dreams come true. Here's a bit of the process behind the latest Reliant K record air for free. Initial concepts. One of the initial concepts for the album art was to feature the cabin outside Nashville where the air for free was first written and recorded. Rustic photos by yours truly complemented with minimal geometric patterns captured the simplicity of the new record. So you can see there's a picture of it says like there's some graphics that say like empty house, some word design, and then it's just like looking down on a grand piano mm-hmm. in a room. And then here's the outside of the of the cabin, and it says air for free with triangles, and then Reliant K in the corner. Right. And then this one I really love, which is this animal des- print design. Right. I've seen that a bunch in different places, but that's like a drawing of all the, these different animals in the cabin in the middle and it's kind yeah. of like a beige i think they use it on the on the background. reddit possibly maybe yeah. oh that is where it's from yeah uh two initial concepts we also explored a more fun hand-drawn illustrative direction in the air of the other reliant k album covers that featured visual elements from each of the songs on the record and really captured the carefree playful sound of the album and this is where we landed. And then you see the the photo of Hoops and Tyson looking right. out over the the horizon. F- 
final design. Eventually, we decided to keep it simple. The album would feature a large, large, colorful photos of Matt and Matt by the incredible Josh Ness, along with Reliant K's signature visual element, three circles in the primary colors, red, blue, and yellow. Design was kept to a minimum to allow photos to pop, and the vinyl was pressed on a beautiful white disc, bringing the simple, minimal design full circle. Gotcha. So interesting to kind of understand for the first time that there could have been a completely i mean i assume every record has a bunch of different ideas for the cover but to think that that there was a possible version of air for free that was like a cartoony drawn cover that didn't even include that iconic photo of them looking at the sunset and then as you scroll down further it says looking for america tour stage design tour photography After the release of Air for Free, Reliant K joined Switchfoot in the fall of 2016 for a cross-country tour of the USA called Looking for America Tour. Scroll down to see some of the stage design we collaborated on, as well as some of my shots from their show at the Tabernacle in Atlanta, Georgia, on October 31st, 2016. So you see that. Like, they had this behind as a backdrop behind on the stage of, of the cabin with the thing that just said Reliant K. And you can see some shots from that. And then also featured merch, the ever-popular Jermike the Buffalo hoodie. Nice. Which is a black hoodie with that sort of fun Jermike on the front of it. Did they des- did this person design the uh, the pedals shirt? Uh, that does not come up on here. Because we didn't buy a lot of merch when we went to we see didn't know we should. Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know it would be our last chance for quite a while. Yeah. And we bought the mug... Which is this really cool mug. We've put it in a bunch of our social media posts. It says Air for Free, Relying K. And we bought a shirt for our friend Johnny that I talk about, who is my high school friend that I went to Relying K concerts with, because he has a, he's always been into pedal effects, and he's owned a bunch yeah. of guitar pedals his, as long as I've ever known him. So when there was a Relying K pedal shirt where it's three pedals... I was like, we. Get, I, I guess it must have been in the like in the three color. It was. It yeah. was okay. Yeah, because I didn't even understand the significance of the uh, three primary colors thing when we went to see them because we right. hadn't like really listened to Air for Free when we went to see that concert. Yeah. We and had listened to it like over, but not over and over. Yeah, and then I got the. That's when I got the Blue Jays parody shirt. Right. Okay. So next up is the photographer. It's, and this is from the explorerdad.com. Making the cover Reliant K. Commercial photography, August 29th, 2016. It's not every day when you're sitting at a pool in, in Oahu when you get a text message asking if you want to take photos with Reliant K. Talk about icing on the cake. happens to me all the time. I don't know what... (laughs) Little did my friend know, Reliant K had been my first show in Nashville about 15 years ago, right after their first album release. I had spent so many years listening to the Anatomy of Tongue in Cheek that my inner middle school fanboy got super excited and jumped on the opportunity. Working with Reliant K was one of the best work experiences I've had. First of all, Matt and Matt were some of the most respectful, kind people. They appreciated the work I've done before and simply asked if I could do what I normally do, but with them. They didn't ask me to take their next album cover, nor did they try to direct my vision for the shoot. We really just hung out like friends. I decided that we should catch a sunrise at the Narrows of Well, that answers the question I just asked a few minutes ago. Which might be one of the best sunrise spots near Nashville, and take in the views at the Natchez Trace Parkway Bridge. 
From there, we grabbed breakfast at Loveless Cafe and called it a morning. In the afternoon, we drove out to Hatcher Dairy Farm's Airbnb, where Reliant K had wrote most of the songs on the album. After drinking caffeinated chocolate milk and shooting what felt like my own private concert, we called it a day and eagerly hopped into the editing these. And then here we've got some of the pictures. All right. From that day. Yeah, I've been on. I've seen this page more often than I guess I've seen the one about the layout of the album. Here's the uh, Loveless Cafe. It's Loveless, like without love. Hams and Jams, Country Market. <laughs> Kitchen nice. Goods at the Hams and Jams. Oh, and I guess it's a motel as well. The Loveless Motel. They're letting nice. you know what goes on or what doesn't go on at this motel. No love at this motel. That's cool. So yeah, so the pictures are the guys playing around in the cabin on different instruments. You've got Tyson on piano, ukulele, and tr- uh, trumpet. And you've got hoops on guitar and trumpet as well. So good stuff. Almost 400 people in their rev- Google Maps reviews of the Loveless Cafe have mentioned the preserves. Compared to only 75 people mentioning the country ham. (laughs) Uh, Then we've got the fangirl initiative. Why you should listen to Reliant K's Air for Free. Don't tell me what to do. Tuesday, October 4th, 2016. Amanda. Why you should listen to Reliant K's Air for Free. There has already been an... There has hardly been any music that has touched me as deeply as Reliant K's album Air for Free. While I have loved Reliant K for years, this new album has jolted my soul in places I didn't even know were there. Here are some of the highlights of such a truthful collection of music. One, Mountaintop considers the utter possibility and whimsy of life. It speaks the utter joy that comes from being in love and how automatically beautiful life becomes out of it. Words cannot describe love, and this song's words perfectly describe how indescribable it is. It's a mountaintop, and that's all that can be put into words. All right. Some might say euphoric. No, there's really no word for it. When a smile grows across your face like pieces of a broken vase, everything falls into place. Two, man. This song reflects on how fast life is. Learning and growing and maturing can only happen if we take steps to let them happen. And if we don't, our lives will be by in a flash. It's a song of reflection and yet still a song of motivation. Wave goodbye as I outgrow the shadow of Peter Pan. It's time to be a man. Three, Empty House. This song might very well be my favorite on this album. The name and the lyrics fit so well with the atmospheric music that it really feels as if we were sitting in this man's empty house and we could hear his empty breaking heart. It's hollow and raw and honest and so, so real. An empty house. Time to get back. Time to get myself back home. Nothing but an empty house living without you. Four, Prodigal. As a Christian, Prodigal strikes a deep chord with me. There are moments when I come to a deep realization that I've betrayed my Lord and Savior. There are moments when I feel like Judas. As a sinner, it reminds me that I am nothing without Jesus. And even when I try to be more like him, I fail. It's humbling and and an honest representation of my faith. Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but all the hip kids sent you running away. You got egg on your face, but the faithful keep washing your feet. 
five, Air for Free. In Air for Free's very ethereal essence comes the heart of the song. There's a restless laziness portrayed in this song, a feeling that I think we've all understood at some point in our lives. It's a painfully real reminder of how failable we as human beings are. We can't do anything when there's nothing to do. Can't find the energy to put on my shoes. I will resign to stay on the couch. A novel idea, nothing to worry about. While this barely... Well, this is barely an overview of the journey that this album took me on. Those are some of my very favorites. They kind of just focused on the first part of the lyrics there. Yeah. They didn't even touch on, like, that it's not really about that. They just kind of focused on the opening part. There's grandeur, there's depth. There's grandeur, there's depth. And it's all told in such an intricately simple way that I feel so alive while listening. I love the wonderful wit presented here, but I also love the depths of the soul that are presented as well. Oh, Jessica's tea is ready. Yep. Then we have a photograph over on Flickr that was inspired by Air for Free. Okay. And it's sort of pretty, It's it really boosts the, sort of the, it's washed out, but it boosts the yellows and the reds and oranges. And it's of someone holding out their hand to a woman who's like From off frame, it's like an arm in the coming water. into the image and yeah. a woman reaching out. I have to say, though, I'm not crazy about the arm, the, the arm coming in from the... <laughs> it looks very, like, maniacal a bit. Like, yeah. an evil overlord's like, I'm going to get you. So, the center of the frame... It's very pretty, though. I gotta kind of describe it to explain why I'm not crazy about it. It's a woman standing in what looks like a lake, not the ocean, but a lake, because it's very calm, peaceful water that goes all the way out to the horizon, and then there's, like, a mountain ridge at the end of the lake, Right. That's beautiful. Then there's this woman standing uh, ankle deep in the water, holding her sort of dress up so it doesn't get in the water. Her hair is swept across her face by the wind, and she's got her arms stretched out, kind of bent up so the palm is facing the up upwards, right? All of that together is beautiful as a photo. Great-looking sky, amazing-looking water, the horizon with the mountains in the back, and the way the woman kind of like was caught at this moment in the photo looks great but then from off the right side of the frame is that arm we talked about another arm like reaching out to her like she's going to take this hand but the hand doesn't even look in human proportion because the lens must have been a little warped Mm -hmm. of it so the fingers are kind of like the sun is like it, it almost looks like the person has three fingers it's very unusual like i would photoshop that arm out of there i get mm-hmm. the narrative they're going for but and also since her hands up hand, maybe yeah. have that hand face down right so because it, both hands are yeah. up so there's also yeah somebody has to twist it before they can properly grab one another but right. it's still very beautiful so that's by Callan kapush air for free part of my reliant case stories they said Then we've got a Reddit thread. Let's talk about Air for Free. We, that's what we're doing. Uh, so this says, let's see how long this actually is. Okay. Uh, Empty Shark posted on r slash Reliant K five years ago. Let's talk about Air for Free. In case you haven't heard, Air for Free has dropped on Pandora. I try to stay unbiased when talking about music, but right now I'm giddy with excitement. I won't say it's A-O-T-Y, but I really like it so far. I don't even have a favorite song yet, although Marigold and Elephant Parade are strong contenders. I'm in love with the second half of Marigold. Uh, Anyways, a few thoughts. 
it's fresh it's upbeat it's introspective i picked up on some classic rock influences the among year. the heavy piano i couldn't figure out what aoty meant it means uh, album of the year rock slash indie pop sound there's a there's some beatlesque moments and local construction reminded me of a fun tune <coughs> fun oh. period tune period so like i guess fun the band oh the band okay gotcha there's some interesting (laughs) this song reminds me of good times okay there's some strong there's some interesting musical choices on the album like air for free god which surprisingly sounds like a stereotypical ccw song and the auto tune on empty house i love the piano that's everywhere over the record but i thought the vocals were a bit hard to understand at times although i'm notoriously bad at hearing lyrics hoops has added some nice ambient guitar textures and i thought he had a bunch of cool lead lines i'm going to listen to it a few more times tomorrow and i'll probably comment with some more thoughts what do you think it has 12 upvotes and 18 comments did they ever comment back or was that an empty promise there's uh yeah um ao bradley four said running and heartache are absolute standouts in this album for me especially with prodigal almost acting like an intermission in between uh and then I don't know if this is what they do if they're if this is an actual username or if their username was deleted, but it's like open bracket deleted close right. bracket. That means they probably closed their account at okay. some point. I love how Runnin felt like it had three sections to it. It really surprised me. AO4 Bradley 4 replied, Yes, so cool. The Fair Cobb session five years ago said I cried no seriously all my anxiety worrying that this may be the end of Reliant K not because I thought I wouldn't enjoy it but because I was afraid that no one would enjoy it other than myself this album is so lyrically melodically and sound rich that I would personally say that it's the best album they've ever put out from the beginning to the end of the album I enjoy I love the music I love music and listen to pretty much any band you can think of, but Reliant K, man, Reliant K speaks to my soul. I've been waiting for this album for seven years. I can't thank Reliant K enough for this. This album destroyed my heartstrings and made me cry because it was perfection. Okay, I'll stop now. I like the uh, the, the the backhanded, like offhanded, uh, collapsible lung. Yep. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> like seven years. Uh, Tom Tomato 0414 said, Local construction just made me feel, feel something I can't put into words. It was a very good feeling. Relief, perhaps? I don't know. I cried and it was good. For me, this is a album of the year with Sherwood's, Sherwood's King's Kaleidoscopes, Switchfoot's, and Thrice's new albums in a tie for first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a tie. Empty Shark responded to that. Thrice is a band I've heard a lot of buzz about lately. I'll probably see them with Law Dispute in a few months. So I might as well check them out now. Whoops, sorry. That's my... F- <laughs> Tom Tomato 0414 responded. Their latest album is nice and gritty. Funny Frets 117 said same. I never had really listened to them before until this album cycle but man their discography is killer and they are well respected by the music community at large at least in terms of the alt rock slash pop punk forums uh and then people just kind of go on to say what their favorite kind of stuff about this was so yeah nice stuff 
check out that Reddit forum if you're interested. Oh, and then I was like, oh, look, and then look at look at what's up here next. It's a post from Sadie Hawkins pod <laughs> of Danny's awful collapsible lung shirt. <laughs> it's a great idea. There should be a te- I, I created, if no one saw it on social media, my mock-up of a 10-year anniversary collapsible lung shirt where I put the one and the zero inside the lung. You remember the cl- the classic mm-hmm 10 shirt where it's... Yes, we know. The, the one and the zero it's with the, the flower like in the, the middle. It's like the only shirt that's still available for right. sale on the website. Right. <laughs> After like eight years. Seven years? Anyway. So, so there's this Christian radio station that I find clips from all the time because they interviewed Hoops, I guess... Is it Grandma's house? Well, this clip, this says it's from a year, Grandma's house. I don't remember. That one that kind of looks like they're in Grandma's house, but I think they're at a radio station thing. We've been to it a few times before. Oh, gotcha. Well. Or like they're in like a funeral home or something. I don't remember. Oh, 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 well, no, I'm not playing, I'm not playing music yet. Mm. I remember what you're talking about. There was some radio station, but that was back from, I think that was from like the five score days where oh, it looks okay. like they're on grandma's kitchen chairs, right. but they're playing for a radio station. Yes. I remember what you're talking about. No, this was a Christian radio station called WJTL that interviewed hoops back in 2017 at creation 2017. And there's all of these clips that you find all the time. This is odd because like the interview was from 2017 and it's been online forever. And I find we've played m- many clips from it before. But this clip, specifically, they only uploaded a year ago, like, since our podcast has existed. Like, they, you know, four, five years later, they clipped another little clip out of the long interview and uploaded it. Mm -hmm. So I just found that surprising to see that this... And it's from their official YouTube page, so I was just surprised to see that. And it is a clip out of that longer interview of Hoops talking about, you know, his feelings behind the song air for free there's another clip from this same radio station where he discusses the title of the album and the recording of the album we definitely played that before about the cabin and how the photo shoot happened well after they went back to the cabin well after they recorded and there was some people thought like they did the photo shoot and the recording at the same time which they did not so here's who's specifically talking about the song Tell me a little bit about the song Air for Free, because it's been one of the favorites of my show, some sort of rock show. And um, I know that there, there's some layers to that song. Uh-huh. Um, just tell me a little bit about how, yeah, how uh, you guys see that. That song, Matt actually made a demo of that song that was very similar to where it is now. And really, when we added things to it, when we added layers to it, when we added... Uh, really anything to it we were constantly trying to make sure that we were preserving some of his initial minimalist it just has this chill vibe that i don't think we've ever been able to accomplish in the way that we accomplished it on that song mm-hmm. so i found it interesting the way in which hoops right there says like it's a chill vibe that i don't think we've ever mm-hmm. accomplished before because to me this song is one in a set with savannah and mm-hmm. the same chill atmosphere to that but, you know, as I said it's before, so maybe this is the way that Hoops doesn't compare them. If he was just not thinking of Savannah at that moment, you know, Savannah is a sad song. And mm-hmm. this is a happy song. Mm-hmm. Even though that one blog post you wrote, you, you read only focused on the sad part at the beginning. <laughs> like, this is a happy song. So I would just amend what Hoops said there that 
Savannah is a song that they found this kind of chill vibe previously. And uh, the song, I think, is very powerful, too. It's something that I think a lot of us go through in bands, but uh, people, you know, in real life, just, like, talking about that idea that the comfort of of not engaging in life, the comfort of, of staying at home and not really risking being out in the world, you know? I think that's something that we can all kind of, like, feel that feeling and feel the importance of, uh, you know, having peace with that. So that's also nice to hear, especially since I did have some back and forth with my feelings on the second part of the song. Mm-hmm. That this is like that thing that we've talked about multiple times. You you bring it up all the time um, about like do what you need to do to feel right. Yeah, you know, as long as it's not hurting you or hurting someone else. Like there are things you need to do to like take care of your mental health, and you shouldn't feel embarrassed of that you shouldn't necessarily feel like lazy or wrong for taking care of yourself so here hoops is actually pushing that theme from the song actually putting that like positive mental health attitude about like sometimes you feel like you don't need to get off the couch and it's not wrong for you not to get off the couch which is so funny also now that i think about it in hindsight with all the other early relying k songs where Tyson is beating the crap out of himself for not using his time right and mm-hmm. not using doing his mission, not working hard enough on his mission. When, like, from an outsider perspective, when we f- come across those songs, we're constantly like, I don't think you can do more, mm-hmm. dude, especially in the original, like, nine years of the band. Like, how could you possibly have done more? Like, right. the, you had so much output and so much work put into the band and so much done with what feels like your mission, what seems like your mission. Like, don't beat yourself up. Well, here's a song that's the opposite end of that. Mm -hmm. It's like actually saying, like, I don't need to do anything today, and I'm not ashamed of that. You know, like, being able to do that. And so that's what we we really wanted the song to sound peaceful. We wanted the song to feel um, calming in some way. So Yeah, yeah. It definitely stands out. Yeah, yeah. And, And it's an interesting track. Like, a lot of the... The things that Matt put in there, the elements were, uh, you know, I wasn't even sure what was in there. You know, he was just throwing like random sounds and, yeah. and little uh, drum pieces. And uh, yeah. it was a lot of fun. So I had fun doing the guitars for that. I had fun um, helping, you know, make that track what it, what it ended up being. But yeah. Nice. That's, that's one of my favorites too. That that one and Empty House are probably my two favorites on there. Empty on House? One. Yeah. What do you think? Empty House is his other favorite on the album. I, you know. <laughs> I think Josh says has said before that it's like an unfinished song, like on purpose. Mm. Like they didn't finish Empty House to the point of where like this is a completed song and now let us record it. Like they kind of like purposely took the song that was like half done and said let's record it now at half done on purpose. I don't know what it's about. I don't have a clue. I just cannot stand the auto-tune. I just can't get past that. Like, Tyson has a beautiful voice. I don't know why you feel the need to put all those overlays and awful jumbledness on top. Well, that's... Can't wait to do, cover Empty House. <laughs> There's plenty... Actually, I can't wait to because then I will be forced to sit and really listen to it and actually, like, suss out the lyrics and maybe it'll speak to me. Maybe I'll, I'll love it way more. Right. Well, there's something like 170 other songs that don't have auto-tune on Reliant K. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe Matt Thiessen has a nice voice, but, like, you can he can do this one auto-tune song. 
It just it's it's you know, it just feels like an Owl City song, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, there's so, a similar story, but uh, yeah, yeah. There uh, there's so many engaging songs, and there it it's um, though they tie together well. It's there's a lot of different uh, thoughts in uh-huh. the album. Yeah, what I have found. Yeah. So nice job. Congratulations on the album. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very. I was talking with Matt about this uh, only a week or so ago, but I was. Uh, I was I was just talking to him about how I still felt incredibly proud of that that album of Air for Free, and I feel like it's in my mind I'm I'm not finished with it. You know, in my mind I feel like it can stand on its own, and yeah. that it has its own kind of energy and um, excitement and importance. Really, yeah. you know, because because of the way we did it, because of the way it was written, because of the way that um, it just kind of came together in its own time. Yeah. It's interesting that he said that it can stand on its own, but that he also feels like he's not finished with it because I'm like, I would love to see Air for Free Part 2. Right. But like, or it could just stand on its own and they could go back to, I don't know, a mm sound or whatever. Like, Yeah, it's something that I guess somewhere else Hoops has talked about, like redoing Air for Free, not to replace the original Air for Free, but to make like an, another version of Air for Free. To have like basically mm. two versions of it, but it's never happened. Like it's something he talked about, but it never happened. So if they ever go back, I mean, I feel like this happened at least one other time in Reliant K, maybe more. But there's that other idea that they talked about back when Ethan was in the band, where it was like we're gonna we'll record a Christmas song every year, right? And we'll keep tacking them on, yeah, to let it snow, baby, let it rain, dear, until like the album is a double album. But then they just never did it. They recorded those three songs with Ethan, those three bonus tracks that ended up going on the goatee Christmas compilation, but they didn't continue that. I just that. need another album. I just need like a song, something to be like, yes, we're still doing this. And we're not just doing one singular reunion show for some reason in New York. Right. I just need more. I don't think, well, it's not called a reunion show because they'd have to have broken up to do a reunion show. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I'm There's just, no like that was the big announcement. We're doing one show, just one, and they never announced it. Yeah, maybe they're waiting till tickets are f- officially on sale like, before they announce it. Is that it? Really? That's the big news. I don't think so. I need more big news. They never announced it. No, that that, that text message screen goes out about Tyson saying big news on Monday, and then they never announce news on Monday. It's just like Ticketmaster Autobots saying. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this was on the live album, and it is great. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to play any moments of the 2016 live album right now, but definitely go listen to it. It's great. It's like another great version of the song. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that a song that some people might criticize as being like overproduced or containing too many electronic elements converts so well to a live album, really to, a, to a live performance. Yeah. Because what I actually want to play is this 2016 there's lots of 2016 live videos on youtube this one is from the portland maine show and i watched a bunch of these portland maine i don't know where that is are you referring to mountaintop no no what's that from it's another song it's not by reliant k it's not a reliant k reference. oh okay i was <laughs> who is it by 
Uh, Donovan Woods. I actually just had to look it up because I couldn't remember. I don't know why I heard this song for the first time. Probably on a CW show, not going to lie. Oh. Like, uh, Is it a newer song? <laughs> I don't know what year it's from. Well, you know if it's from like 96. I feel like it was, I probably heard it in like the originals or something when I was doing that Netflix binge. Okay. <laughs> like a year or two ago. <laughs> well... Here is this, it's only got 19 views, this is uploaded by Esther Littlefield, and there's a, there's a lot of YouTube uploads of performances of this song. This is, of course, from the same tour as the live album, the, the second half of the live album. So this is more or less the same as what you hear in the live album, but just because this is a phone video, I think it captures a little different quality than you'll hear on the live album. So this is two minutes out of the song, and I'm going to play the whole thing. That's what they do on the live album during this little breakdown bridge-like section in the middle. He plinks on the piano, and then you hear what it sounds like glockenspiel, like the classic mm-hmm. Ryan K. glockenspiel that Schneck used to play, but it's not Schneck on stage because it's 2016. And it sounds so nice and cool. And on the live album, it sounds cool, but maybe because it's mixed or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel it lost something that I just got in this YouTube video where it's a little bit more raw. It more sounds like we're in the room. Like that glockenspiel yeah. sound is higher up even. It's caught better by the iPhone that was filming it. And it is that drum beat. That is the car commercialiness. It's that... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's... it's The thing is, and it doesn't sound like a drum machine here, but in the actual song, because there are electrical elements to it, it almost sounds a little drum machine Right. It could be. There's there's credit to pro to drum programming for Tyson on the insert for this album. So there there's definitely like drum machine on the album and in this song. One other thing is that like there's also like a slight skanking beat to this, right? <laughs> Especially at the beginning. Not just this live album, not just this live performance, but even the album version. So I feel like someone could easily do a ska cover of this song, just like we said for Mrs. Hippopotamuses. Like, you could easily convert Mrs. Hippopotamus into a ska version, and I feel like you could probably do the same thing with Air for Free. There needs to be a secondary Skatoon network or something. Like, Skatoon network shouldn't be the only YouTuber who's, like, famous for doing ska covers of mm-hmm. lots of different stuff. There should be, like, a... You should learn to play instruments, and you could do it too, Danny. <sighs> sounds like so much work. <laughs> you taught yourself to play the ukulele and the guitar. You could totally teach yourself I didn't yourself teach myself to play the guitar. Stuff. I taught myself to play ukulele enough. I know for like four chords, but someone taught me how to play guitar.
it's not it's not quite that way on the live album so that's really nice from portland maine and then this is one of jessica's favorite reliant k performances the earth day stream Woo! one two three four we can't do anything when there's nothing to do oh it's so perfect <laughs> also i think early in the podcast like within the single digits or like in the first couple months you had like a little thing at the top of the show where you were like this isn't the song we're talking about this week but i just yeah, want to talk it was, i think it was in like episode three okay i i, I think it was in chapstick it, it could have been a little later than that but i'm pretty sure it was in chapstick i was like look this has nothing to do with what we're talking about this week but i found this and i love it you're right can't find that I just thought of something. I wonder if anyone ever hears this song and when he says a novel idea, if they're misinterpreting that to be like, hey, me sitting on the couch is a good idea for a novel. Because maybe pe- people don't know the word novel means right. it's a novelty. Like right. what I'm doing right now is a novelty of an idea. I don't know. Something else, though, is that I, I think I, lo- I also love this performance because you can really appreciate the guitar work in this. You can really hear, you know, everything that Hoops is doing. You can hear what the pedals are doing. You know, it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, the, sorry, I'm going back to what I was just saying before, although that I, that you're absolutely right. Like, the guitar here is beautiful. Um, that Billy Joel song where he's like, Paul was a real estate novelist. And you're like, what the hell is a real right? estate novelist? <laughs> piano man. <laughs> yeah, piano man. And it's like, and you look it up and it basically just means he works in real estate and he wishes to be a novelist someday. But the way the lyric, it, it just kind of shows... It sounds like a real estate novelist's job, like how your right. sister is an insurance underwriter, and I'm like, what does that mean? Right, so you'd think like a real estate <laughs> novelist is like, does that mean they're a copywriter for the real estate industry? Right, like... Yeah, and it just kind of shows how sometimes like lyrics have to be wrong. There's a lot of examples of this, but like sometimes lyrics have to be grammatically incorrect in order to paint, fit a, picture. The po- paint a picture. Yeah. Like poetry, lyrics are poetry, and poetry is not held to the same grammatical standard as other forms of writing. So it's, you know. Air for free. And if I sing to the darkest depths, will you be there for me? Hold my hand while I hold my breath Cause I don't want to go 
So it's really cool, especially even even that particular sound on the keyboard. Yeah. Sounds amazing. That sort of like it's that thing that like happens in praise and worship where I think like a church gets a nice new electric piano mm -hmm. and they probably <laughs> don't mess with the settings. They just go with the first setting. Mm -hmm. But then consequently that sound ends up having a certain nostalgic feeling for people that go to church or gives you a certain emotional sure. feeling. So then I think it's a sound that people kind of chase now mm -hmm. because it has this like modern churchy feeling. And if that's what I'm feeling here, like I'm like, did, did they even tweak any, did Tyson tweak anything on the keyboard or is this just how the keyboard sounds by default? Because it sounds great. So we could play the whole thing, but obviously we, <laughs> we, we couldn't just play the whole thing. Um, so there's a couple of reviews by different people that we've seen the videos of before when we've talked about other Air for Free songs like ARTV and Matt O'Leary. Uh, we've played clips from all of these different YouTube reviewers before. But I am going to play this ARTV video because he compares I'm this Kelly song. I'm a mom. It's commercial. Hi, Kelly Weezer. <laughs> He compares this song specifically to another song. So we're gonna hear that and then we'll play that song. Traces of folk music actually make their way into some of these tracks and of course the use of electronics. The band's not afraid to shy away from that like on the title track, which actually really, really grew on me. I like the steady guitar there. It reminds me a lot of the band Milky Chance and their hit song, Stolen Dance. It's a weird vibe that I'm picking up from it, but at the same time, I'm like, I see what they were inspired here by and I like that. There's a lot of positivity radiating from this record and I like those vibes that I'm picking up. So, Milky Chance, Stolen Dance. I like the <laughs> rhyming there. <laughs> so here's Milky Chance's song Stolen Dance, which I had never heard of. Yeah, we're at a wedding or slowing it down <laughs> in the club. When there's nothing to do. So I can I definitely hear some yeah. of here. But there might be a similar rhythm and maybe even a similar chord progression or something. But there, you know, and Hoop said this, and I didn't comment on it in that from that uh, radio interview. But the air for free, air for free, is such a dense, beautiful track with so much going on, like Savannah had as well. And he, you know, Hoops in that radio interview talked about it. He's like, I don't even know everything that's going on in that song because Tyson did it, right? He just put all these things in. So it's probably, you know, the, that Milky Chance song sounds fine, but it sounds like a much simpler song mm -hmm. than Air for Free. I think Air for Free is complicated in all the right ways. And then I'm not going to play this. I, I had this on the docket just in case, but there's this one reviewer 
I just gotta get I gotta load the video to get his name. Christian Doyle, and I don't think we've played this review before, but his he doesn't care for the album, which is fine. But I don't feel like his points were very good. And he keeps talking about how Relying K did a lot of parody music. And Relying <laughs> K was known for their parody songs. <laughs> and here they're more sincere than their old parody songs. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Unless this is some sort of Does like... Does he know what parody means? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe let's... Is, is he talking <laughs> so about collapsible law? <laughs> I just clicked some random video about teleporting. <laughs> what? I accidentally just clicked some random video... From uh, Why is hey everyone and welcome back to my channel today. Getting... My name is Christian, and today we're here to talk about the new record from Reliant. Okay, well he's got an accent, so he's British or Scottish. He's from. Is he in an auditorium? Is this a TED talk? Now, I had high hopes for this record. Surprisingly, after they. Um, uh, they no, he looks Whoa, like he's on a He's just in a echoey room. Was such a this good organic band feeling song. The words don't match his mouth movements. It might be the Bluetooth. Long for me was oh, okay. it might be the, it might be the fact that I'm playing this over the Bluetooth and the Bluetooth might be off. He sounds like he's in an auditorium. I had thought when it came out that does he even collapsible longer parody songs? Because if so, okay, I can see it. So right now he's going off on collapsible long, which he's not incorrect. Where it's like collapsible long is kind of like a Tyson solo project. We've said the same thing. Okay, so he's familiar with Collapsible Lung. Now, this is a so better record than think Collapsible it's a parody album. by a long, long way, but it is still a little disappointing. There are moments on this record that are very questionable. Songs that I think stray way more into that um, being a parody kind of thing that, you know, they were known for in the earlier albums, but this is going just that step too far. <laughs> Back in the day. What are you talking about? I literally have no idea what the hell you are talking about. Those words are meaningless, meaningless words. Yeah, early Reliant K was very much their own thing. Like, they didn't sound like anyone else in, in the first three years. There like, could be, like, an English, European, whatever country he's from. There could be, like, uh, 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 maybe parody means something slightly different there. So maybe he just means, like... Parody and hockey means something different. I mean... I didn't know that, but there you go. But... Like, parody means you specifically are mocking something else that exists. Reliant K has... I don't think they've ever done that. And it has nothing... So, unless he means, like, a proxy... it could be all sports, but I don't pay attention to other sports. Gotcha. But I I don't know if if, if to him the context of parody means, like, you approximate the sound of something else, or if you're just funny. Because Reliant K has some funny songs... But there's nothing funny on Air for Free. So I don't understand what he means by Air for Free has a lot of parody, like their older albums. I have no idea what that means. Because Air for Free feels to me like one of the most sincere Reliant K albums Does he mean originality? Yeah, I don't know. Because I could definitely say, like, yeah, if you look at their early work, the first three albums, and then Air for Free, it does sound very original in its in its sort of sound. Well, he would be saying that they're not original. Huh. He would be saying if he's That's saying, what I mean. What, maybe he th- he thinks it's the opposite. Right. To a bit of a parody at times, but was still emotionally centered and had a bigger meaning t- behind it. There's a couple of songs on this record that just go that extra step too far into the, um, as I said, parody uh, genre. I mean, I struggle, uh, parody genre, but he says parody genre. I don't understand what he means. I I do understand, however... Relying K, Weird Al, same thing. Yeah. I do understand that, like, talking about music is hard. We'll do it every week. 
I know I say things incorrect or I say things that I, I'm thinking things that I don't express properly through words because it is so abstract to talk about music. But I was just so befuddled to hear him calling Reliant K parody in any way, in any way. Like maybe they have some songs that are kind of like Beach Boys takeoffs, but those aren't parody songs. It's more of an homage. Right. You don't even need to uh, do a song like exactly and just change the words to be parody. Like, I mean, keeping it with Weird Al, uh, Dare to be Stupid is a Devo parody, but it's an original song. Like, and Germs is a Nine Inch Nails parody, but it's an original song. But I don't understand what he means by parody. They're not parodying anything. It's not if, a if bad you record. listen it to. It is just a step down from what. Unless he's saying parroting. Parrot, like I'm Maybe. a parrot, like Polly want to crack. If you listen to us every week and shout at us like we're shouting at this gentleman, <laughs> please call up, leave us a voicemail. Four zero two nine five eight. What is forgetting not slow down? <laughs> How they went from that to collapsible lung and now this just blows my mind because not they've uh, been in Reliant K for such a long time and then released forgetting not slow down, which was spectacular, by far the best thing they'd ever done. I think he might be Australian. How they, that, oh. that was their peak. I can't really tell. Slow, but that does make sense now descent. that you said it. This album did throw me off the first time, though. The first time I listened to this record, I really didn't like it. I thought it was... Well, you don't sound like you really like it that much now. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, you're right. I guess he does sound Australian. So maybe we'll have to ask Punko's Pod, what does par- what the word parody mean to yeah. you? Yeah. Unless he is saying parroting. And it just, it gets lost in the accent. Right. Well, there's that. Oh, and then there's one other fan review that we will play. This is uploaded by... Hold Although on. I still can't really agree with that because this album doesn't parrot anything they've done before. So... Right. Or even even the ideas, because we talk about how in the lyrics they even mature so much. It really seems like, you know, finding more like T's and finds his place in the world a lot more in this album than he has in any other album before. I'm so. pouring myself a drink. So <laughs> it was too much and I need a drink. So, uh, listen to that. <laughs> this is the Federalist Zinfandel wine aged in bourbon barrels for six months. So I'm having the most punk tea of them all. Skullcap tea. Oh, nice. <laughs> He couldn't be saying parroting, 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 because what album is more parroting than Collapsible Lung? That's the album that everyone criticizes as every song sounds like another type of band. So, and he's not, he's saying older songs are parroting, if he's saying parroting, which he's probably not. Whatever, let's move on from that. Here's a different YouTube review uploaded by Fading West With You. This was uploaded four years ago. So this was uploaded in 2017. And here's the, we'll play the whole video. If you don't mind, we'll play the whole video. I love it. That's it. <laughs> Fantastic. Video. Best review ever. How many more reviews do they have? Do they have them of, of other songs as well? Because I mean of other albums, because I'm in, I'm in for, here for it. This should be what our podcast is. Just every, <laughs> every time. I love it. End of podcast. Here's I a, hate it. End of podcast. Here's their review of Switchfoot's Native Tongue. Oh, after a Chrome commercial. You know what? I'm Stop gonna let, tracking me, Chrome. I'm going to let the whole ad play because Fading West With You deserves the ad revenue. When you know when, you, yeah. skip, when you click skip ad, 
that person doesn't get added. That's revenue. right, they don't get that fourth of a penny. We're almost there. Five <laughs> seconds, and then we're going to hear about Switchfoot's native tongue. Here we go. Google's going to content ideas now. Pure genius holla at me. <laughs> Pure genius this holla fantastic. at me. Fantastic. I love it. I love everything about this reviewer you know how the, the we have that one our first like less than glowing review it wasn't a negative review but our first less than glowing review mm -hmm. said the episodes our episodes are too long this one's getting towards two hours right now Oof. and they were like if the episodes were around 45 minutes that would be better well right. maybe we should go with fading west with you and Can just we reply or episodes. just comment under them and be like here is this you might enjoy this reviewer yeah we should um, and then here's a review of another Switchfoot album. It's great. <laughs> and that I'm was a review for, for Where the Light Shines Through. Well, there you go. Very good. Now we can get on to some covers. Uh, actually, let me skip. To f I'm going to do fan stuff first this week because there's just this one FMV and it's kind of like a simple like. We can't do anything. Some ambient shots. And do. like just kind of showing things that are literally what they're singing about. Like they're right now, playing they're Tetris playing Tetris online. Oh. And, uh, they're tapping their toes with their shoes on. But they can't find the, the energy to put on their shoes. But he's got his shoes on. Oh, yeah. And now he's just he's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Nothing more awkward than watching someone adjust their pillow while they're laying on a couch. Not something you really want to put on film. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're booking oh, uh, he's, enter with Enterprise. Yeah. They're booking a, a trip. They're looking up travel photos. They're packing their bags. They're packing their clothes. This is uploaded by Aaron. That's just the name of the channel, Aaron. A-A-R-O-N. Um, they're still piling still clothes up. Okay, here we go. It's a little rainy out. It's green. There's a nice blue sky with plenty of clouds. They're driving past the bowling alley or something. They're driving to the... Oh, so they're, they're, dri they're driving to the Hertz rental car the Hertz. in the rain. And now do we have to watch them swap their car back out? To <laughs> <laughs> oh, they put a map on the wall, and now he's circling where he's going to go, which is from Texas to Colorado. They're going oh. to Denver or Colorado Springs. Can't tell which one was circled there. Weed. Yeah. <laughs> Sports money. Excuse sports me. Sports money. Going to get that sports money. Now a long, long time lapse shot out the window. Of the all the sameness. Going really, really fast. Because let me tell you, when you drive through the west, that's all it is. Just, yeah. just brown mountains on either side. So I feel like this is the second time that we've seen... A, this is a pretty shot. We find lots of fan videos. We find lots of travel log videos set to songs. And this is the second time we've seen the combination of the two. Because it was clearly an acted out video at the beginning, but now it's just vacation footage. This is also a good... You know what? Oh, this, he went to meet his lady. That's lovely. Aw. You know what? Better than a car commercial, this is actually more like a travel commercial a song. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, this song would be really great. If there were no lyrics, this would be one of those, like, free beds on YouTube that they give you if you yeah. want to put your upload your vlogs. They use that Attack Cat song by Dave Douglas to let you know how um, there's nothing better doing? than Cleveland, oh, yeah. right? So yeah. they should use this for how there's nothing better than 
Nashville or wherever. Fun times in Cleveland in. again. Oh, that's right. We canceled them. We're not allowed to. to oh do yeah, the, the fun times the in Cleveland again times. video yeah. has the R word in it. Yeah, they're not okay anymore. It was hilarious until we we, we watched it recently. And we're like, oh well, the, there's two, and one of them it doesn't. Wasn't have. okay then either. Right. And maybe kind of like denigrating like houselessness, <laughs> like yeah. kind of putting down the, the people of Cleveland who walk around. Who have to use a payphone in 2011. Putting down Scooby-Doo ghost towns. <laughs> exactly. Gotta live somewhere, man. Um, and then one more fan thing. This came up just because of the words Reliant K and Air. And we've already done this song. But here is Andrew Allen doing their drum cover. But it's air drumming to bite my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen an air drumming video hilarious to anything. I Fantastic. mean, I'm sure there's got to be tons of air drumming videos. Stunning, innovative. I'm here for it. So it's just a practice pad. It's a practice pad. They're hitting the practice pad But at then pretending points, to hit the symbol, yeah. the symbol that's not there. With a fold-up, uh, <laughs> that's a fold-up, uh, treadmill right there, folded up yep. against the wall. I'm oh, and they're in the laundry room. <laughs> I'm trying to hear if they're even hitting the snare, which is what the practice pad is usually used for at the correct time. Right. Sweet. And now let's are. get into the covers. Right on. Let's do it. So here is, of course, J.C. Keith with what I think is... Woo! Um, I should let this ad play out so J.C. Keith gets the money. I suppose that they get the ad revenue for this. We can't do anything. When there's nothing to do. So. Oh no, no Parker promo? <laughs> no, no, yeah, the Parker promo constantly on YouTube for us. Um, the Parker giving out that free pizza for that Parker promo code for State Farm, whatever. Anyway, um, I only really know when it comes to JC Keith, I, I, I always remember John Savage is in the band because he interacts with us pretty often. But unfortunately, I've forgotten who the other members of J.C. Keith are. I have talked to at least one of them, but because John is const- has interacted with us more, I've forgotten who they are. So this isn't John singing. I should have DM'd John ahead of time to find out who this is, but this person who sings... Damn I it, Danny. Great. I think they're really good, and it's real simple, like not super, not very virtuosic, not like, that's not a word, but not... Not a lot of bravado in their singing, like real simple singing. Or is this John? No, this doesn't sound like John. So. This is nice. I like it. It's very nice. And now I'm having this, like, one of my classic Danny is hitting the wrong neurons at the same time. Because I'm like, this singer also sounds like Adam Goff. And I'm like, wait. Adam Goff is not in J.C. Keith. No. Adam Goff is in Sylph. Yep. So, like, I am having a real Excuse problem me, right now. We're trying to record a podcast <laughs> here. Could you please come back later? <laughs> oh, yeah. Constantly, constantly, like, uh, I don't know if that's a chainsaw or a lawn work, but there's always a sound when we record. Anyway, now, so whoever this is singing J.C. Keith, we'll have to find out. They also sound like Adam Goff, who is not... In J.C. Keith, 
We have so many friends now. I need to meet them in person so that I can not accidentally mix them up. Where does everybody live? Should we do a meetup? We got to do a meetup. Should we meet it? Should we? We meet have to go Denver? to all the different parts of the country. Yeah. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Let's live the van life, Danny. I'm here for it. <laughs> let's just get a. Let's just do the Sadie Hawkins pod van tour. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Get a nice wrap on the van that says the Sadie Hawkins pod. Oh, yeah. Like lo- our Ooh. logo. That color. Yeah, see the us blue. coming from miles away. Yeah. <laughs> and I will resign and just stay on the couch. Novel idea. Nothing to worry about. Air for free And if I sink to the darkest depths Will you be there for me To hold my hand while I hold my breath Cause I don't want to go And I've got all this energy Been saving for you We can't do anything, so what should we do? I love this. It's basically converted the song into this like grand fun thing that it is. I thought you were gonna say Grand Funk Railroad. (laughs) It's this Grand Funk Railroad song. (laughs) No, it converted the song into this like electric influenced pop song with this uh, commercial beat into this like country campfire it's beautiful ballad it's great a map on the wall circled it all whoops well that's it (laughs) accidentally (laughs) oh here we go it's back it's our oyster it's our oyster for free and if I sink to the darkest depths will you be there for me to hold my hand while I hold my breath cause I don't want to go it's like a Jackson Brown song it's, it's so good with the harmonies it. and like the vague country influence that's great that's amazing well here's an odd one this is <laughs> That was beautiful. So after that... Here's an odd one. <laughs> so there's some anime that I've never heard of, although I have a two-month two month trial to Funimation, so maybe we'll find it on there. Um, that was fantastic. Last night we were laying in bed and Danny was like reading out some of the, the titles from oh, Funimation. Oh, Funimation. <laughs> and it's so funny because I was finding shows that like have clearly just barely been translated. Bunny Girl Senpai, what was that one called? <laughs> Something someone doesn't plan to meet Bunny Senpai. Library Bunny Girl Senpai. It was so good. We were like, what is this? Anyway, there's an anime called Given. And I don't know if this person if this is an impression of the voice or if it's one of those AI generated voice creations which exist and a lot of those that get created by fans are made for popular animes and cartoons because it's easy to cut out the voices and have an AI recreate the tone of that voice. There's a very famous one for Spongebob. Here's these two anime characters apparently singing this (laughs) for 
This is uploaded by Victoria the MHA Charlotte. Uh, For a second, I thought you were going to say Victoria Leary and that your mom uploaded no. it. No. <laughs> Whoa, impressive. Can't do anything when there's nothing to do. So, like I said, I, 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 I guess this is the sound of the voice of these characters from the dub of this anime. I'm resigned to stay on the couch. So it could be a, it could be an AI voice generated. Thing. No wait, AI voice generators don't sound this good. Unless they took the AI voice generation and then and then auto-tuned it but auto-tuned yeah, it because they've got the, the like they've got the rhythm in the vo- vocals yeah. there's no way so maybe it's an impression very confusing or is this like an no, you've played around with those voice generators there's no way this is a voice generator so I don't really understand, but the two anime characters singing this song. I don't know, but this is pretty amazing sounding. It like, does I'm sound not even amazing. looking at the visuals. It just sounds great. And all the covers are great. Re- honestly, this is <sighs> this one of the best covers sound. weeks we've ever had. And there's not that many, but they're all amazing. Here's what I call the best cover. This is by Lauren Mary. We can do anything when there's nothing to do. I will resign to stay on the couch. A novel idea. Nothing to worry about. Air for free. If I sing to the darkest steps, will you be? Great. Okay, so we just played we almost the, two we minutes. We turned the AC on. <laughs> I turned the AC on while the song was playing, and I'm turning it off again. for a minute twenty-five. So they've, uh, Lauren Marie has put a uh, like a filter over this to look more like film because there's a running line across. Uh-huh. But I love that she's put a little like tag in the background. She's in her kitchen, and along the island in the back, it, it's like a folded over paper that says "Air for Free," and I love. I love everything about this. I love the the ambiance and how the lighting is composed here. I love there's like this weird fake twinkle along these flowers that she's got <laughs> in the background and a candle. And I really do love this. And what else I love is that underneath here, 
Oh, it looks like she's got more because I just scrolled down and it says mix air for free, Reliant K cover, Hawthorne Heights, the starting line and more. Um, and it's a closer up on the air for free. So she must do a couple others off of air for free. No, that's the that's the thumbnail from this video. And then that's a mix that you can oh, play. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I also love that because I realized that we're actually on Danny's YouTube and it says other things that you should watch. I don't love you. AOL sessions by Elizabeth question mark with 3.3 <laughs> viewers. And everyone looks like uh, we've got 3 million views, 3 million views. Sorry. 3.3 million. We've got. Billy Billy Joel here from Green Day and we've got I don't know who he is but some other guy from 2004 and then Tom DeLonge over here in the corner but with a neck tat I think this is this is my chemical romance is that oh my gosh this is my chemical romance but why does it say it has 3.3 million views from Elizabeth Elizabeth uploaded it in a, for the AOL session and was just fortunate enough to be. Oh, wow. Three million views. I thought Elizabeth was the name of the band. No. That's well, MCR, you look like ripoffs of other existing bands. Sorry, <laughs> I said it. There we go. My apologies, Gerard Way. <laughs> that's so funny that and you're others. like, look, it's Billy Joe, Billy Joe and Tom DeLonge <laughs> on stage together. And I'm like, this is my chemical room. No, no, no. I knew that those were not the actual people. Oh, I was okay. mocking the way that apparently the my members of my chemical romance looked like parodies of other known pop punkers of the time gotcha some person named elizabeth uploaded the video is this really my chemical romance i mean yes it was actually my chemical romance i don't know what's happening right now (laughs) so here's an now jessica you hate acapella well apparently so does So does Sonic Colin K. Okay. And the names and Sonic and Colin are like condensed into one word. Sonic Colin K. All right. Because this is air for free. Ah, crap, Pella. When there's nothing to do. Give on the energy to put on my shoes. I will resign to lay on the couch. So while this is what happening, is happening, so while this is happening, a novel idea. you see footage of him singing it. And then on the left side, you Nothing see other footage of him. Re- I guess Air he had to record. He recorded all the different I guess he had to record tones? all the different versions of himself. Gotcha. And it took him two hours to record this. But then I guess you're seeing the, his himself as the lead Vocalist I mean, he's very talented. Portion. Very talented, but he calls it an aw crap. Like, aw crap, I just did something wrong or something. Like, and then on the bottom left, you see. I don't think he's calling guess, himself his crap. Pro tools, his Pro Tools set up in time lapse with all of its changes. Gotcha. And uh, this one's really nice. This is just keyboard and bass. So oh. this is almost like this is almost like that Earth Day video with the mats. But it's like a different setup. It's just keyboard and bass. And this is uploaded by JL Claude Filter two years ago. The Claude Filter's cover. Design to stay on the couch. A novel idea. Nothing to worry about. For free, if I sink to the darkest depths, will you be there for me to hold my hand while I hold my breath? Cause I don't wanna go. 
So even like this cover, which is like out of the ones we played so far, it's the lesser, right? But mm-hmm. it's still very nice because I think the core of this song is so nice that you can't do a wholly bad cover. Like even if the timing's a little off, even if you're a little out of tune, it's still an inherently nice cover. Are you challenging me to make a bad cover of this song? (laughs) Yes, I'm challenging everyone to make a bad cover of this song. Done, I will turn it in next week, hold me to it. So here's sort of a, um, this one we can do real quick. This is by The Falcon Project. You know what? I don't need a week. Hey, check this out. Hey, okay. How much money did you make last Jessica's off to get an instrument, I guess. And she's back with her bass, her bass that she got for her birthday. Unplugged. Unplugged. Uh, it was for, whoops. For it Valentine's Day. for Valentine's Day. Day. All right, you ready? Yep. Here's my bad air for free cover because you claim it can't be done. <laughs> You can't do anything when there's nothing to do. This is still jamming. This is still great. Can't find the energy. This is to like put on my shoes. This is like the this is like a Primus version. This is great. The vocals are a little Dead Milkman. I think it's because I put on my Big Lizard. It's <laughs> like Dead today. Milkman meets Primus. I will resign to stay on the couch. <laughs> a novel idea. I'm going to comment under this YouTube Nothing video. To worry what are the about. chords? Uh, we've got a, you know, this one. Yeah. And a this one. And a this one. Mm-hmm. And a this one. I bought you this over a year ago, and this is the best you can do so far. Come on. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Air for free. Boop. See, I have to add a little vocals into it because you can't really get it all just from the bass. So Very I have nice. to add in, you know, some <laughs> some naturally seven vibes there. Very nice. So, for free. so moving on. So moving on. Did I make a bad cover, Danny? No, you didn't. That was beautiful. <sighs> this is by The Falcon Project. This is three minutes, but it's not actually three minutes of a song. Jessica, you did such a great job. I'm sorry. That was beautiful. This is kind of a dance remix, but it even says it's a work in progress. So it's really only kind of a loop that goes for three minutes. And this is what it sounds like. I thought you said all the Lakeisha Kruger videos got taken down. This is one of Lakeisha Kruger's actual covers, apparently. I guess she changed her name to The Falcon Projects. It's just three minutes of the exact Which is very nice. But when I realized, I listened to all three minutes, and I'm like, oh, it never, like, kicked into gear. <laughs> uh, and then here is an actual electronic cover that's more the full song. We can do anything when there's nothing to do. Find the energy to put on my shoes. I will resign to stay on the couch. A novel idea. Nothing to worry about. And if I sink to the darkest depths, will you be? So hold my hand while I hold my breath 
So that sounds really good. That's by AYU. Yeah, this is a very easy, like, EDM transfer sort of song. Yeah. I love this part with this kind of bendy keyboard sound. Another great cover. And then we'll end on this one. I wrote... This is by Mikey Pozo, P-O-Z-O. And uh, this says sloppy acoustic cover that still has dreamlike qualities. So this continues to support my belief that you can't make a bad cover of Air for Free. Because this one's a little sloppy, but it still has these like interesting qualities. We can do anything when there's nothing to do. Jessica had a look on her face like, what? <laughs> Where did the backing ooze come from? It just, they they it created just a little bit more me. on top of the existing song. I'm here for it. This just reminds me of my extended now uh, David Lynch impression. Because Jessica and I both do David Lynch impressions and they sound like this. Yes. They sound like this. We talk like David Lynch and this is how we sound. But then the other day I realized that there's a whole different thing when David Lynch sings. David Lynch sings like this. We You're can't do wrong. anything. You're when not there's wrong. there's nothing to do. <laughs> this is my David Lynch singing here. It's a crazy clown party. <laughs> I should make it. It's a crazy clown party. We should do David Lynch covering Air for Free. It's a crazy clown party. We should. That'd be Put so good. Put a map good. on the wall. Circle it all. It's our oyster. <laughs> Love it. And the oyster came to me in a dream. <laughs> We're going to put out a whole evening. <laughs> David Lynch singing Reliant K. We're going to compete with J.C. Keith with <laughs> our our covers of of David Lynch doing Air for Free, Air for Lynch free. Imagined. I love it. I'm here for it. Circle it all. It's so It's so It's not great. I love but it's the choice still in charming. maracas. Yeah. And it's like not even to the beat and it's kind of off-putting. It's like that keyboard in the 10th anniversary version of Sadie Hawkins' dance. It's just constantly under there and you're like, this isn't adding anything. It's only making me uneasy. So we'll let uh, Mikey Pozo sing us out. Jessica, how do you yeah. feel about the song Air for Free? Do you like it more, the same, or less than before we started this episode? Well, until we started playing this, I liked it more. <laughs> well, as you know, I already spoiled mine, but I like it way more. I, this is probably now in my top five Relay K songs, honestly. Wow. I'm not even kidding. That is a feat. Yep, so that is Air for Free. So keep enjoying that air while it's still free. Oof. I'm not done with the song yet. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey.